Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 62 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And today's topic is choices. Why do we choose the cookie instead of the broccoli? Why do we choose to not do something that we know is good for our health, even though we know the things that we're supposed to do? And I wanted to talk about this because this is something that comes up so often in conversations with women all over the world, uh, clients, and also, of course, uh, it is a very common topic in the weight loss space. And I say that in the sense that we see so much emphasis on account- external accountability, motivation, you know, pushing ourselves to stay on track and keep on track and get back on track and all those things. And often when talking to women and asking them some initial questions, I often hear them say that I know what I need to do. I know what makes my body feel good. I just don't do it and they don't know why. So if that is something that you resonate with, then this episode is designed for you. So the way that I want to check out is I want to go through and explain why, first of all, and then I want to give you a very clear understanding of why is it that we make choices that we don't want to make. So in this, you know, example here, eat the cookie when you know that the broccoli would be better for your health. But also uh, the counter opposite to it, which is look at why is it that sometimes we just don't do something that we know could be beneficial for ourselves. So I'm going to look at both sides of that coin. But before we get there, let's first of all, look at the two, two types of choices that we can make. And from everything I've studied and how i I look at life and what I believe in. I believe there's only two types of choices that any individual can make. And those two choices, in a way, so we're going to just nickname them just for the sake of uh, this conversation. The first one I want you to imagine is a little magnet, okay? And this little magnet is attracting all the things you want. And that is what I like to call your inner push type of choices. It's something that, you know, it's very natural. It's something that you're just inspired to do that comes naturally to you. And all the things that you want, the situations, the circumstances, they get attracted by your cute little magnet uh, without much effort. It feels effortless. You feel energized after. So let's just say, for example, that you love to travel, okay? And let's just say that's something that's really big on your value structure and you spend a lot of time thinking about itineraries and you spend good money on trips and, you know, anytime that it gets close to trip time, even if you're not a morning person, when morning comes, 
of the trip day, you're so excited to jump out of bed and, you know, go get ready. Or if you're already packed in that before, I'm like a super late minute, last minute packer, but let's just say you're already packed and you're just so excited to, you know, no matter how early it is, get up and get ready and leave the house to go, you know, travel, right? So this is just an example of something that even as you're just like getting the bag ready and getting organized, there's excitement, there's all this beautiful bliss associated even before the trip happens. And then after, say you have a wonderful trip and you come home and look at the photos and sharing, you know, special moments, the whole thing. You know, if you can picture that, if you are a traveler, uh, is an example for some people of those inner push type of decisions. Now, the other type of choice that we make is what I like to call the outer push. So for that, like my favorite example um, of it is this tall mountain to climb and you're this little person with a very heavy backpack climbing that huge mountain and at the very top of the mountain there's the tiny little flag which is let's just say the task that you want to accomplish and what this represents are the things that are not inspiring to you the things that are quotations your duty to do. So anytime that you say, I, I have to, I need to, I should, I better do this. Or even like, oh, I wish or I want to. Like all those things that are not, I am inspired to do it. I would love to do it. I'm so, you know, enthusiastic to do it. anything that has that, the dread and that weight and that heaviness towards doing it are those outer pushes. And the, the reason why this matters is that anything that is considered a outer push is something that you have to work hard towards. It is something that's not natural and not easy for you to just go and achieve, but rather it's something that you have to work towards that consumes energy, it consumes brain power, that sometimes occupies our minds for so long because we keep pushing and pushing and procrastinating on. Can you relate? Can you think of things in your life that fit in those categories? So for example, in my life, doing chores like, you know, dishes, cleaning the house and laundry are things that are total out of push to me. I love to have everything clean, beautiful, organized, but I don't like spending the time on this type of work because I'd rather, you know, do things in relation to learning about science, about business and running my business and serving my clients. That's what brings me the most fulfillment. And that's what my energy wants to spend all its time on, as opposed to doing, you know, the more physical type of labor around my house, right? So we all have aspects of it. And sometimes it could even be an aspect of something you enjoy. So for example, I enjoy cooking, but I don't enjoy cleaning after the cooking, right? So I enjoy half of the process, but I don't like the the second half of the whole thing. So that is important because the things that are not the little magnet type of choices, the ones that becomes climbing the mountain are the things that we need external accountability for. Those are the things that we need constant motivation towards 
And unfortunately, very commonly, the vast majority of things in people's to-do lists when they're trying to lose weight are outer push type of strategies. There are strategies, so for example, I just say you really hate to exercise and the strategy is let's just you know exercise every day for the next 30 days or whatever it is. You can do it if there is a deadline or a buddy motivating you, but the moment that, you know, you get a little stressed or a little tired, like, oh, does excuses come in? Because your body's just fighting its own innate, natural way of being, right? So this is very important because a lot of times if we are fighting our own nature, it is almost like the self-defeating you know, process and you put weight loss on top of it and you think of food and all the emotional connection we have with it. You know, as a child, if you were sick, depending on where you live in the world, you know, maybe, you know, somebody brought you food or a treat and somebody think, oh, chicken soup and you don't feel well. Or say if you were a child and you play sports and say you win a game and then you get ice cream, pizza. So food is used to comfort as a way to feel love or express love. Food is used as a way oftentimes to reward. So there's such an emotional attachment. Food from childhood, from most cultures, has been used as a neutralizer of our emotions. So if you go about weight loss just by no, changing the food, turning things upside down without actually looking at how you feel, without understanding those choices and why you make them, without having any clue of limiting beliefs and what's going on in your mind, I almost guarantee you, you're going to have some struggles after the, I call it the honeymoon phase of this new diet ends, and then you're back to square one facing the same reality that you had when you started. So understanding those two types of choices is so important. And then all the things that you struggle to keep up with or to do or to maintain, just observe, are they inner pushes or uh, inner poles or outer pushes? And I almost guarantee they are going to be in your outer push category, right? Okay, so now that you know those are the two types of choices, now I wanted to explain why is it, if you're comparing the broccoli and the cookie uh, from before, why is it that often mostly for women late at night, it becomes incredibly difficult to, you know, quotations, have enough willpower to stick with diet or, you know, not eat the cookie or drink the alcohol, whatever it is that you are trying to avoid. So the first thing I wanted to say, if you remember the inner pull and outer push type of choices, if we spend the majority of our day, which is true for so many people, doing things in our to-do list that are not inspiring to us, like truly inspiring, truly fulfilling, what we do is that we keep, you know, depleting ourselves all day long. The unfulfillment builds and builds and builds. By the time you get to the end of the day, and either if you have a nine to five job or, you know, kids to put into bed or people that rely on you, when you get to the end of that day and all that stuff is like paused <laughs> until the next morning, right? And you have that tiny little bit of me time, which for a lot of women is really late at night after everything is done, that unfulfillment builds such a void that in the tiny little moment in time, 
We look for things to refill ourselves so that we can kind of neutralize that discomfort, that unfulfillment that's pulling us. And a lot of times that unfulfillment gets refilled with treats, with crunchy chips, with chocolate, with a glass of wine and all those things, right? I like to say that if you need to rely on willpower, it's too late. (laughs) when willpower becomes something you need to even think about and contemplate that is chilly because you're already at the top of the mountain searching for the little flag as opposed to spending your entire day gravitating to beautiful circumstances and situations with the magnet and getting rid of everything and the rest. And yeah, if you think about it, it might sound like crazy. Like how can I delegate away most of my life? Well, it depends on, of course, your circumstances, uh, but there's a couple of strategies and that's what I teach women in my program, the way to release shift. So if we cannot give up on the task, say something you actually have to do, there's two strategies. We delegate or we link it. And if delegation isn't a, a possibility at the moment in time for whatever it is you're trying to do, we do another technique called linking, which we literally change how our brain perceive that situation. And it is an incredible process and it works. And the moment, because everything in life is a perception, the moment you see things differently, everything changes. And that is true even for your food choices. I'll give an example. And mind you, none of this is something you you do once and done. This is like a constant evolution, right? You're going to go through different and different situations all the time and keep evolving, keep growing. And that is a beautiful part of life. And I'm recording this just after Canadian Thanksgiving. And one of the situations that came up over you know the celebration is that uh, my family eats very low sugar on my mom's side and it's something we've been doing for quite some time but they decided to buy this amazing apple pie which is made by this local little bakery in town in the cottage and it is incredible and it's very delicious as well and when you know, if you heat up the pie and stuff, you get a beautiful aroma, right? Of cinnamon and fall flavors and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, it does trigger some memories because I remember clearly how good it tasted. But this Thanksgiving and more than even previous years before, I had no desire to eat the pie. I look, I know it's so incredibly sweet and everybody's like, wow, this is so sweet because when you, you know, eat very little to no added sugar for so long, it, t- it changes your taste buds. Doesn't mean that you're not going to enjoy it <laughs> again, but you may only be able to eat a little piece of it before it actually, you know, your body tells you no more. But I even just like smelling it and asked my, I asked my husband, he had a piece and I said, can I just smell your pie and kind of maybe a weird request, but he said yes and took a smell of it. And that was enough. Like my body knew that that would have been such an incredible amount of sugar that would not have made me feel good. And I didn't need it. I didn't need it to neutralize anything. I was able to do so just you know, by choice, I chose not to. And every time that I have those more, you know, you know, those bigger experiences with food items that I used to really love or have an emotional connection with, it almost brings this gratitude feeling in my heart that, wow, you know, it may not be for every situation, but for that specific moment in time, I was so content. 
I felt so good and I had a glass of sparkling water. That's what my body asked for instead of apple pie. And it was beautiful. And that's what I had. And we move on. And that was that, right? So I just wanted to mention that as an actual, literally just happened real life example of what happens when food doesn't have to be your neutralizer anymore for those emotions. And lastly, you know, the last piece I wanted to address before we close is what about the opposite? What about, you know, something is good for you? Again, let's just pretend exercise, (laughs) moving your body, you know, getting mobility, getting fluids to kind of like circulate and better cardiovascular health, all those beautiful benefits of exercise, exercising. And let's just say you don't do it. Let's just say you choose not to do it uh, or you know what to eat that makes you feel good and you don't do it. What What is right the, the behind the scenes? What is that limiting belief or a collection of them that really makes us not make choices that are in our minds good for us? And a lot of times, and it boils down to a few things, but the most important thing, let's just say that you're contemplating starting something new and you choose not to do it. Often in times, it has something to do with our trust in our own abilities to actually get results, to actually succeed at it. A lot of times we know that, you know, say this new exercise regime or this program is good for me. Uh, we trust the source. We know it's No, they're reliable, they're skilled, whatever it is, but we don't trust ourselves either to follow through or to get results. And that is because if you were to look back in your life, and I'm looking now specifically, say, at weight loss, if you try many things, and even if they worked in the past and they stopped working, you know, for some reason after you turn 40 and beyond, which is often what we see, you know, the game changes, right, at that age. Or say you've tried things your entire life and it has never worked, like even when you're in your teens or whatnot, and you're still looking back and saying, well, if I look at the evidence in front of me, it just means that I cannot get this, you know, dream of having a body that I feel healthier on. It's not possible for me, maybe. And I actually don't think that's true. (laughs) I think what is happening is that you're looking at evidence by doing things such as climbing that mountain again and again and again, ending a day unfulfilled and using food to help modulate your emotions. So yeah, if you look back, you may not see the evidence of the success that you seek. However, there is a different way to approach this. And that is what I teach women in my program, the weight release shift. So first of all, I want to tell you two things about it. The first thing about it is that What we're doing here is not seeking weight loss. What we're doing here is releasing what no longer serves you. That is getting in the way of your body regaining its optimal shape, its optimal size, and its optimal health status that is possible for you at this stage in your life. So that is the first piece of the difference here. And the second piece is the shifting, right? So we're not adding more and more and more things to your to-do list of uninspiring things to do. We're not making your mountain higher for climbing. What we're doing is that we're starting to get, we're going to start with discernment to understand, okay, what is our inner pull? What is an outer push for you? Then out of the things that we still got to do for the weight release process, we're going to look at it and say, okay, 
those are the things in our save release plan. Now we're going to look and make sure that if they are in our outer push category, we're either going to delegate it out or we're bringing into an inner pull through linking. So what we're doing here essentially is building a plan that is putting weight loss on autopilot because we're going to remove the things that unfulfills us so that we don't have the need to refill our emotions with food and drinks and treats at the same time that we're balancing hormones in a natural way by eating foods that are supportive of your body. And as we're doing the mindset piece in conjunction with the eating and hormone balancing, we're actually creating a sustainable way to look at this long term. And that is really what I wish for you. And that is what I want for every woman to have access to. Weight loss in a way is an incredible opportunity for personal growth. And what I want to give you here is the opportunity to make your weight release journey, your opportunity for personal growth and development so that you're actually, you know, working on that emotional self-governance at the same time that you're understanding what is happening in your body. You're understanding what is your symptoms, your body's vocabulary trying to tell you and all at the same time that you're actually getting results that you can maintain long-term because this is a very different, very unique way that combines 11 years of experience that I bring to the table into something that was built with a lot of love, with a lot of intention to help you and women from around the world to regain control of their bodies. So if you're interested and this is something that speaks to you, go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash apply. And that is an invitation for you to schedule a free chat with either myself or my team so that we can hear your needs, tell you more about the program. And if it's the right fit for you, welcome you into our community. So that is it for today. And I have a tiny little bit of homework (laughs) to leave you before we close. So if you are someone that is really struggling with making choices that are good for you, either because you're busy or because, you know, there's so much going on in your life and you know what is good, but you can't implement them and you just need, you know, to go a little deeper and untangle some of those emotions. I want you to just journal, mind map, draw, whatever is your process on one question. And that question is, what is stopping you? What is stopping you from starting today, for taking action today, for signing up for this new program today, whatever it is that you're contemplating? So that is the one question, okay? And as you're doing so, if you want to learn more, like I said, about my work and how to work together, just go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash apply. Pick a time in my calendar so we can chat and I look forward forward to supporting you to help you go deeper once you start getting those answers work on those limiting beliefs and really get you to where you're looking to go with your wellness journey until next time thank you so much for listening to confidence from within if you enjoyed this episode take a screenshot and tag me on instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.